Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is first date perceptions. What do you need to know? Let's find out. friends you're listening to kinda dating it's me natasha i'm here with aisha and mason um as always hey if you can do us a solid uh you know we're we love doing this podcast um and we love just spreading the word of it and we've been getting lots of emails from people being like ah, more people should know Uh, well they'll only know if you tell them um so please uh let just even one friend know about the podcast and hopefully they like it and we'll all just be besties together um Okay, guys, we have uh, Marissa Cohen back with us today. Dr. Marissa T. Cohen, um, psychology professor and co-founder of the Self-Awareness and Bonding Lab, which is a relationship science lab. Um, She's here with us uh, for a two-parter, and we are talking about first date perceptions today. Hey, Marissa. Hey, thank you for having me back. Hey, girl. Hey, it was so fun. So we just did it. Uh, guys, uh, the last episode was on uh, the science of relationships, which is so fascinating when you think about um what people think works in relationships and what science has sort of proven does or doesn't, right? Um, and we're going to take this a, a little step forward. And Marissa does a lot of research um, on first dates and just kind of like the perceptions around it, right? Um, yeah. How? Let's start with just like, what's the importance of a first date? A first date is so, so important, but the whole like nature of first dates is shifting quite a bit with this, the popularity of online dating. Right. Um, but, you know... Like, isn't it, do you think it's just becoming very uh, frivolous? I feel like right now when people jump into first date, I mentioned this on the previous show, it's almost as if they're jumping into a third date Mm. because there's so much back and forth that's happening as people are kind of like sifting through the site, deciding who they want to meet in person, who they don't want to meet in person. So a lot of that like introductory stuff that typically happens on the first date it's already out of the way. You already know who the person is, where they work, how old they are, um, what their likes and interests are. And Unless you're being catfished. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Sorry. You never, you never know who will actually show up. <laughs> but provided the person you are speaking to is the person you're speaking yeah. to, um, you kind of, you know, wind up in this, this space where it's like, all right, so we've discussed all this stuff and like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... Beyond that, like the first date, it's really not just the collection of these introductory statements. It's kind of like this conversational dance where you're trying to figure out, is this person interested in me? And am I interested in this other person? 
And while you're like having this conversation about whatever the topic is, you're trying to be like attuned to the person's body language, what they're saying, how they're acting, and you're constantly trying to keep an eye out for these signals that are showing whether or not the person is interested in you so you know how the day is going. So it's like a really complex thing that you're like in it, but then you're kind of like at this meta level trying to control it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it is stressful. When people wonder, should they be stressful? I mean, they definitely are. Yeah, it's I mean, I've often had this conversation, even with a lot of friends who tell me like first dates are stressful for them. For me, I don't find them to be stressful because I'm kind of just very like, well, you're either going to like me or you won't. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I get like, ugh, there's, you know, again, because I don't know how to make small talk. I'm like, ugh, (laughs) do I want to like talk about all this shit right now? Like, do I like, really want to hear that? I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to, I just like don't even want to be on. Um, but I tell people like to try to combat some of the first aid stress by by thinking of it like you're meeting a friend. So, you know, when we're meeting friends, because at the core of it, like you want the other, don't you think like the other person should like they, you want to establish a friendship with them first. Um, the attractiveness will be like instant. You either know or you don't know that you're like into the person. But then beyond that, it's just like, so there's no like feeling of rejection and whatever. You're just getting to talk to a friend. Um, so there isn't like a, and so that way you're also like analyzing the other person without it being like a make or break of your entire life. You know what I mean? I, I needed this pep talk when I was on my meeting years ago, <laughs> like a hundred percent. Because I feel like so many people go in with so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, I'm telling people now, couple of email exchanges go to the first date. Yeah. Because people are basically creating these narratives in their head about like how perfect they are for one another. Totally. Because they've exchanged these soul bearing emails and they're <laughs> You know, this person that they feel this Who's connection. Who's sending emails nowadays to each other? <laughs> like text messages <laughs> or chat <laughs> Um But it's, it's, they've, they've created this whole relationship yeah. and then they walk in and it's like this expectation of like things need to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. Where is this going? Yeah. And they only kind of leave themselves room for disappointment, not... You know, you should you should always go in kind of hoping to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, I set the expectations so low. <laughs> which is good. Which is <laughs> that totally I'm like, healthy. I'm like, everything will be great if I'm just like, hey, let's just, you know, um, yeah. Uh, so, so you said that there are some g- some gender differences in dating, right? There are. Um, so we like to think that. You know, there, there shouldn't be as many gender differences now as there were like 20, 30 years ago, but we still in the dating research, they're still pretty prevalent. Um, I'm know, curious some, before you even yeah. start, does, do guys or girls take it more seriously? Like does do one I? take it more seriously than the other? Women. Women take it more seriously? A hundred percent. Um, yeah. They are way, way more selective. They're the ones that are looking out for all of the cues. Like, they're the ones trying to figure out, does he like me? Um, is he going to see me again? Is he interested? Like, they're, they're hanging on every word. They're hanging on. I mean, this is, you know, I don't want to say every single woman that's out there. But, you know, the research does kind of show, my own research included, that women tend to be 
more selective. They're the ones that are really focusing on what's happening on the date and what it signals about the potential for future dates. Yeah, funny enough. So I, I, I have a stat for you, Marissa. This isn't a stat. It's like a case study. Um, I was reading online and it said a group of scientists at Queen Mary University of London, uh, Sapienza University of Rome and Royal Ottawa Healthcare Group studied the behavior of Tinder users and found that women generally swipe right only for men they're seriously interested in while men are less picky, which I'm like. That totally makes sense because for dudes, it's like a numbers game. They're just like, I'm going to swipe right on everybody and then I'll decide after. (laughs) Okay, so I'm totally going to go far out there. But this is the thought process behind this and what kind of guides a lot of this research is like the evolutionary perspective in that we are creatures of biology. I mean, basically, um, there's some sort of biological component that's putting pressure on us to behave in a certain way. Mm. And where you see the biggest difference between the sexes is when it comes to mating behaviors. And um, the idea is that essentially females need to be pickier. And this is from an evolutionary psychology perspective. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that I'm necessarily going around with when I'm dating. <laughs> but uh, it's because women have to um, put more into the relationship, if, if the goal here is to find a partner and pass down your genes by having some sort of offspring, it's technically the women that have more to lose because they're the ones that, you know, yeah, get we're pregnant. the ones who get with the baby. Yeah, they, at the yeah, end they get of pregnant. It There's like a nine month gestation yep. process. We want that when we're in this state, we want um, a partner to kind of like stay with us, take care of us, like help raise our offspring. Whereas it's much easier for the male to kind of meet with multiple partners and then kind of have multiple offspring. So Man, I, I these- wish like I could even understand or fathom what that felt like. Just like having no fucking responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's all these articles out there that basically, I mean, if people were using this as like, oh, there's justification for cheating. You know, it's in my, it's in my genes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, right. Like I wouldn't go that far because we do have our morals. Yeah, exactly. And and societal norms. And like uh, biology also gave you a brain. Exactly. And uh, judgment. And please employ it. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, the, you know, evolutionary psychology is really, really interesting, but it's retroactive in nature. So it's kind of like, here's where we are looking back, how might we have been able to explain the way that we are now? Mm-hmm. And um, there are these different pressures that are placed on males and females when it does come to finding partners. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, like you, I, I think some of us don't want to believe that there's a biological element to it, like including myself. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that woman. But then it, it's true. Like I'm extremely picky. I've gone, I've, I've swiped sometimes at like 50 people before I swiped right on somebody. Mm-hmm. Like just swiped left on 50 people. Cause I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like I know, I know that like, yeah, this wouldn't be like the person. <laughs> um, okay. So tell us any other differences. Um, so it te- we tend to see that uh, women are also much, much more likely to use nonverbal cues mm. when they're signaling interest in, in a partner. So it could be just like a thing like, you know, touching someone's shoulder yeah. to indicate like some sort of physical contact to indicate interest. Um, 
men, men are much more likely, and this goes back to like very gender stereotypical norms. They're the ones that want to like control the date in like the public sphere. Mm. They're the ones that will initiate the date if they're feeling like being chivalrous. They're the ones that are going to hold open the door, pull out the chair. So kind of like they're doing these grand gestures to kind of like control the flow of the date. But what's interesting is that like within the date, the the dates that are the most successful are the ones that are centered around women and their interests. Mm. So many studies have focused on conversation that happens on a first date. And basically a good connection is created when the conversation is aligned towards the women and away from the men with women engaged in the encounter. So they're focusing on topics that are of interest to them about their day, about their life, about, you know, what makes them tick. So within the private sphere, it's about the women. Within the public sphere, it's about the men. And um, a couple of years ago, I was really interested in, in all this research because a lot of it focuses on how we as the daters feel in a date. But I was more interested in what is the information that we're pulling from a date that signals to us, is this person into me? So mm. what you, like if I go out with a guy, you know, how am I interpreting a bunch of his behaviors? Like if he gives me a hug versus if he shakes my hand. Right. Or if he says goodbye when dinner's over versus, hey, do you want to extend the evening, go grab a drink or go yes, for a walk? Yeah. So I was more interested in the, the um, perception part of it and um, I actually found a lot of, of interesting things. I mean, a lot of them are totally common sense, but um, I did a study with 390 people. Wow. It was... That's more than most political <laughs> polls, by the way. <laughs> it was through social media and, um, you know, a, a limitation of social media is that it tends to skew young. So I had a lot of people between the ages of 18 and 24 because mm-hmm. um, they're probably the ones that were just accessing it more more through social media. Um, and it was predominantly heterosexual individuals. So I, I you know, interpreted the data in terms of um, a, a dating relationship between a male and a female mm-hmm. because that is what the sample really was yeah i'm currently replicating it now for same-sex couples cool but um basically uh you know females were taking out like all of these components so it's like a couple of things um here's things that signal interest what they're taking of you know thinking all right now i know that the man is interested in me okay if he maintains a lively conversation which you know mm-hmm. makes sense yep um if he speaks mostly about her, which mm-hmm. corroborates previous research. Yep. If he discusses future plans. Oh my God. But, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So like a lot of it's kind of like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But it's also yeah. nice to have the data to, to back it up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's basically it's telling men so that you're thinking beyond just tonight that you're interested in, you know, oh, there's a great play next week. Maybe we should go kind yeah. of thing. Um, if the date makes positive comments about her physical appearance so compliments really can go a long way um as long as they're respectful (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah um something that kind of ties into what we were talking about on the last episode if the date is focusing on your similarities yeah so you know things you have in common you both like the same type of music or you both um 
have the same types of hobbies, mm-hmm. anything that you could kind of just create this joint experience. Yeah. Here we have another very gender stereotypical thing. If the date offers to pay. Yeah. So um, yeah. women are wanting the men to pay still. Um, I mean, on a first date, date, come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, this is not the study. This is just me. Yeah, um, yeah. If, it's not about the money. Can I pay for my own dinner? Can I pay for Agreed. my own glass yeah. of wine? Sure. But it's more of showing generosity. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that if I just go out with my friends, you know, we'll, we'll switch off who pays the bill. It's not, we're not like trying to figure out like dollars and cents yeah. here. So you're right. I think that is it. I've actually never, I, I've tried to, I've tried personally to like pinpoint what annoys me about when somebody doesn't pay on a first date. Um, and I, I, that's true. I think you just finally kind of articulated what I've been trying to be like, <laughs> what is it? Why can't it, it is the generosity part. Cause it's like, I've, I've gone on a date and it's like the guy asked me out, I wasn't going to come out here and spend any amount of money tonight you know what I mean but like you asked me out and somehow like I ended up reaching and because I always offer and mm-hmm. the person like took me up on it and I paid for the day. I was like huh like what how did this happen and but it made me you know and this is one person that I had dated in the past who had always kind of been like every time we would go out would always say to me hey I found this great spot it's so cheap and I'd be like, oh, my God, like, why do you keep adding that in there? Um, and I realized, like, yeah, it, it comes down to that, like, generosity part. And for me, and I would is, even take it a step further because, like, my dad is, like, so the most, like, doesn't give a shit about money stuff. Mm-hmm. He'll, you know, I think, like, a lot of girls are, like, daddy's girls. And so you're you're taken care of. And maybe biologically, like, that also plays into it. I don't know. And we all, we talked about it before too. Is that we like people who remind us of our yeah, parents what, and yeah. another selves of ourselves. So if if your dad is very generous, you're looking for someone a partner who's also going to be very generous. And to your point that you just made about you know the person who kept saying like there's this place I want to take you to that's super cheap. The place might have been wonderful, and exactly. it really doesn't matter if I'm not someone like if you take me to like the best pizza, and you know totally. I'm from New York. There's a lot of good pizza places yep. like. I will totally take that. It doesn't have to be this fancy dinner, but why make the point of announcing like this is so cheap? That's exactly because it kind of yeah. Yep. Like, it takes I was like, away. man, I love like diners and stuff. Again, like being in New York, like I used to love like just a diner at like yeah. midnight, and I just used to love like a six dollar turkey burger. Like it doesn't matter, but it was a point that the food was really good, and I didn't care where it came from. But like you pointing it out just now made me feel like. Exactly. Was, exactly. Yeah, worth it. It's the same thing. You could have been like, you know, I know you love, you know, bar yeah. food or yeah. any time of day is a great day for mozzarella sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> right. recognizes that about me. Go take me to mot- get mozzarella sticks. I'm happy. But yeah. why bring money into it? Yeah. Because it's also, especially like early in relationships, finances, it's a very difficult conversation for people yeah, to have. It is, yeah. And, you know, all of the, the stuff that you were saying that signals like for, for girls who, who uh, 
who uh, feel like, okay, yeah, I I believe the other guy is interested in me because of these things. When I was thinking about it to prep for this episode, it was all of those things. I was like, yeah, the guy who asks me questions because I feel like I'm always asking questions. So right, it's nice right. when like somebody's taking interest in my life and asking me stuff. I also wrote plans for plans the next date. Like at the end of the night, see, the see. one who's like, hey, uh, I'd like to see you again is like pretty forthright about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And I, I respect that. I find it to be like attractive and assertive and and actually this is an interesting one that we didn't and and you're right the compliments i i we've had our friend Corey uh on the show and we've talked about it like off off mic um where i've said i hate when guys say i'm hot and so i went on a first date and a guy was like oh yeah i mean you're so hot and I That's just hate that. Day. Exactly. Yes, nice. And I like always watch the way somebody describes me. So if they say beautiful or pretty or something like that, I don't like cute guys out there. Don't call me cute on a first <laughs> date. I'm way too old to be cute. Um, but I, you know, prefer something more. Uh, yeah. Less Meaningful. sexualized. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that hot becomes too sexualized. It's not as meaningful. It's you know, yeah, it's like it's, it's like a full on like write off for me, basically. Right. And even if like they could somehow say something that's like personal, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a beautiful dress yes. or something. Exactly. It, it kind of shows like this isn't just my blanket yep. compliment mm-hmm. that I use for everyone that I'm on a date with. Exactly. Can I I want to ask you your opinion about this. So as I've grown older, because when I was younger and, you know, totally like playing the field, I would make multiple plans in a night. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would go out and be like, okay, I'm going to go on a date and I've planned this and I've planned, you know, and now as I've grown older, I've become like, okay, stop being a dick <laughs> and like make a plan. And like, that's your plan for the night. And if it ends early, then you go home and you chill. And if not, you had a good time. Um, and I watch when like other people make other plans for before or after. I'm like, wow, you like really thought that this was going to go like shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um but Isn't like yeah, totally it's like interesting. Like I definitely um, notice it now. Like in Sex in the City with like Charlotte or something, I feel like she made two dates on the same night, and the second one found out about her, and it kind of just like blew up, blew up in her face that she had two plans. Yeah, I just, I mean, first off, two plans in the same night, just like thinking about it, it's stressful. It's like, yeah, it gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. It's stressful. I'm like, I'm not in my early twenties anymore. Yeah. Like I just can't imagine. And then you know, I feel like. It would be problematic for many reasons. One, you're probably sitting there, you know, looking at your watch, so being very, very aware of the time, thinking about, are you going to be able to make the second date? Yeah. You also aren't giving the person the benefit of the doubt. You're not giving him your full attention because, you know, something that signals interest, like I said before, is if the date suggests extending the evening. Mm. So if, you know, this is a great dinner or, you know, I'm glad we had drinks, why don't we go get some dinner? But already now, you know that you're going to have to say no because you have something else planned that yeah. evening. Yeah. So if you're not giving your full attention, you're not giving like your respect to the person that you're out with. So I feel like beyond just logistics being challenging, you're not fully investing yourself yeah. and you should give that person the time. That's how I feel. I felt like as I grew older, it was like a respect thing. And I was like, all right, why are you like making multiple plans? Like the person's going to suck. You know what I mean? I was right, like, maybe right. you'll really have a good time and give them a chance. Um so what about males? Like how, so we talked about, uh, signals, uh, that so females, yeah, females had a lot that they were kind of looking for mm-hmm. that were signaling on the positive aspect for males. There were really just like four 
named things they kind of like took on the date. And I, I presented them with 30 different behaviors. Okay. And four of them really kind of stood out, um, which is interesting. So date talks about herself. So it goes back to it's a very clear match. Women want to be able to talk about themselves and men also want the women to talk about themselves. So again, the date is focused on the woman and the man almost, I mean, I, I kind of have like some focus groups after this study to kind of get, well, what is your interpretation of this data? And a lot of people, although this part wasn't written up, but a lot of people were saying maybe the man is taking from this that the woman is so comfortable letting her guard down, talking about herself, that that's why he's doing it as she's into me and this is a successful mm. date. Interesting. Because um, I'm like, yeah, I wonder why they would Why wanna... would he care if she's talking? Yeah, like wouldn't, because maybe... everybody likes to hear themselves. I'd be like, oh, wouldn't. <laughs> right. Interesting. Okay. Um, here's something that's different that we didn't see with the females. If the woman diverts the conversation to sex, so where, you know, you just said, like, you wouldn't want someone to call you hot because it sexualizes things. Men might be looking for, you know, some sort of way to sexualize the conversation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because they think with one thing. <laughs> so, so they have a pretty big mismatch. Yeah, right. Um, if the date attempts to split the cost of the meal. So okay. women are waiting for men to pay. Yep. Men are waiting for women to reach offer to split. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We've exactly. talked about the reach several, several uh-huh. times uh-huh. on the show. And we've had like Corey, our friend Corey, who was on the show um, and he did an episode called Horror Stories, uh, was talking about like it being a massive deal breaker and then i've talked to like a bunch of guys who sort of say the same thing they're like we will end up paying but just somebody offering yeah because again it's going down off totally yeah then you always have this like weird moment of you know the bill gets placed down there's like a little bit of stress around in this like how's this all gonna go down yeah (laughs) so yeah and the last one is um that if she doesn't she doesn't initiate contact but she responds to you right away so I personally take issue with this because this is not how I operate. I've always been, you know, if I'm interested, I'll tell a person. Um, in fact, with my husband, right after our first date, I texted him first and I let him know I had a great night. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I do too. You know, like, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. But um, from this sample, the data basically shows that the men want to be the ones that are initiating. They mm. want the women to respond right away, but they don't want them to be the ones to initiate the follow up. Interesting. Yeah, I won't ask a person out again, but sometimes like if I've gotten home first or something, I'll just be like, hey, thank you. Had a really lovely night. You know, that's it. Right. <laughs> I Like, you know, personally, I feel like if if you're thinking it, you might as well say, say it. If the yeah. person gets turned off by yeah. that, then maybe it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Um, you know, one behavior. So one of my, uh, uh, yeah, my last uh, boyfriend, he on our first date said to me after, he was like, I couldn't read you right away or for like a long time because I'm very like non-emotional. So he was like, I couldn't read you, but um, I knew that you were comfortable because you were cursing on the first date. <laughs> and I was like, um, well, I just curse in life, but I'm glad that that read comfort to you. Um, and he was like, I felt like you were comfortable and I and that you were enjoying yourself. I was like, well, I did clearly. Um, but yeah, I thought well, that was funny. Like a really interesting point, though, is that when you think about people that often go on first dates, because there may be a lot of stress surrounding it, 
people might not be comfortable letting their guards down. Yeah. So if you have someone who's usually very funny, that might not tell you across. And that's why I always even just tell my friends, give the person the benefit of the doubt, unless the first date was absolutely horrible, in which mm-hmm. case you have a really funny story to maybe tell other people. Right. But unless the date was absolutely horrible and the person asks you out again, if there's just like, even if it's neutral, give the person the benefit of the doubt, go out again because you never know, you know, if anxiety got in a person's totally. way yep. and they weren't showing their true self. Mm-hmm. Um, Marissa, stay with us. Uh, we are going to go to a quick break, but when we're back, guys, we're going to talk about what behaviors make you less attractive to the opposite sex. And do you really want a boss, babe? After this. Introducing McDonald's new one, two, three dollar menu with breakfast favorites for one, two, or three dollars. So now you can save for a, a new gaming console for my son. Wait, isn't your son five months old? Who told you? I just know these things. Build whatever meal you want with favorites on McDonald's new one, two, three dollar menu. Wake up to savory sausage and fluffy scrambled egg with our one dollar sausage burrito. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Introducing McDonald's new one, two, three dollar menu with breakfast favorites for one, two, or three dollars. So now you can save for a, a new gaming console for my son. Wait, isn't your son five months old? Who told you? I just know these things. Build whatever meal you want with favorites on McDonald's new one, two, three dollar menu. Wake up to savory sausage and fluffy scrambled egg with our one dollar sausage burrito. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hey guys, welcome back to Kind of Dating. I'm Natasha Chandel here with Dr. Marissa Cohen talking about first date perceptions. Um, you dropped a bunch of knowledge before, and uh, and we talked about the things that that females view, like when when girls are on a date with a guy, how they perceive um, that the person is attracted to them, and vice versa, how men perceive women are attracted to them. You have some cool stats of or, or information on behaviors that females um, viewed as making their date less attractive to them. Yeah. So there was actually a lot from the 30 different, um, you know, components that I presented to people on the study. There were some that females definitely said, this is signaling to me that the man is just not interested in me. And um, some of them, and again, a lot of these are kind of intuitive, but it's also nice to just see, okay, research does in fact support why I'm feeling this way. Um, if he shakes your hand upon meeting you. So he introduces himself. He doesn't go into Ew, the hug. Ew, shake instead, your hand? I, it, to me, it comes off like an interview, but apparently yeah, it happens. Yeah, that's super <laughs> weird. It's, it's a little too formal, and I think that's kind of what's turning people off. And, yeah, you know, so making me think like, you're kind of keeping a person at an arm's length, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, if, and this is, you know, exactly the opposite of what we were saying before, if the date is focusing on your differences. So, mm-hmm. oh, wow, like you, you're religious or you like your family. Oh, I never <laughs> talk to my family kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You don't want to be highlighting, you know, take home for the men. You don't want to be highlighting the things that are completely different between the two of you. Yeah. Um, even if you think it makes for some sort of like witty banter, it's kind of just like standing the flames of like, these are red flags. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So not good. Um, another big one, which I know always bothered me in the past, is the uh, guy starts talking about his past relationships. 
this is very clear signal to the woman that he's just not simply enjoying the date, not interested in her, probably won't pursue her anymore. And we kind of talked about it on the last uh, episode is that, um, it's almost like a violation of intimacy. Even if it's, even if you aren't completely turned off by the fact that he's talking about ex-girlfriends, he might be sharing too much that's too personal too soon, mm. which kind of puts you in a corner where you feel like, now you need to start talking about your past relationships and you might not be ready to do that. Right. I so, also so feel like problem. guys are a little more, di- I mean, a little different than girls. Like I've, I've uh, posted this article on, on the kind of dating Facebook page about um, why it seems like guys get like, have a harder time letting go of their exes. And, you know, because girls, the, it, the article was talking about girls tend to experience the emotion and the grief right away and then can like easily move on. Um, right. Guys tend to distract themselves right away and then only feel the emotions much later. And so, you know, they, they're like, holding on much longer whereas a girl like lets go that's why I feel like when a guy's talking about a girl on a first date I'd be like oh he's not over her right right. because like guys tend to be so like when they're done with somebody they're just like done right so then maybe if he's still talking about her now he's first emotionally processing Mm -hmm. everything that happened and that's not really leaving much in the way of allowing you to have a, a relationship yeah um, some other things, if uh, he waves goodbye. So again, like that hug <laughs> is really, really important. Like, waves dinner. Wow, somebody's <laughs> like either not wearing deodorant or I don't know what's happening. Like, right, right, so right. awkward. <laughs> yeah, so if you're interested, go in for that hug when you end the evening. Yeah, even a side um, hug is fine. You know what I mean? Just something. Yeah. Just, just something to tell that you're not afraid of the person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're not like kind of like running, jogging across the street, shouting over your shoulder <laughs> goodbye. It was great for me too. Yeah. And then I definitely, I'm not going to lie, I had one of those dates many, many years ago really? where I was like desperately waiting like for the light to change because we were both going to head different directions like as we were crossing oh, a major intersection. Right. And I was like waiting and then it changed. And I'm like, see ya. You're like, bye. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's so funny. So I've been there, but at the same time, I was not trying to communicate interest. Yeah, so exactly. My, my yeah. point went across real totally. well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm surprised that, and maybe the list is still continuing. Um, I'm surprised like arrogance or something hasn't been on there. No, it really, it wasn't. It's, it's mostly like behavior. Like we're reading really? a lot about behaviors. Um, there is also like the last two that I really had was um, if he doesn't initiate contact and upon your initiation as a woman, he takes a few days to respond. Oh, so 100%. Yeah, we that's don't, a, we that's don't a like no, those, no anymore. Right. We don't like those waiting days. Yeah. We, we don't. And of course, the last one, which makes 100% sense, and I actually think it's funny, but... Um, if he doesn't initiate your contact and upon your initiation, never responds to you again. So, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I feel like that one's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, if he never not, talks to you, he's probably you. not interested. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you do have those people that are holding on to some sort of like fairy tale of, know. you know, six months down the road, he will show up and, yeah. you know, on my front steps with a bouquet of roses. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, um, I mean, I used to do that when I was younger, again, when I was in New York and in my like commitment phobe phase, I was very like wouldn't text back for hours. Maybe I would text back at the end of the night, maybe the next like, I don't know, you know, I just like, 
And completely different now. Now I'll just tell somebody if I'm not interested or I'll just respond right away. And so, like, if I experience that behavior back, I just, like, know that that person's not in the right frame. I'm like, oh, you're not in a in the same place I am. But it's like we're learning. I feel like so many people, especially when they, you know, they're first kind of starting out in the whole relationship game, they're learning from these like romantic comedies, and it's like every like Ashton Kutcher, Justin Timberlake, yeah. like whatever it is. I mean, thing. they're really, really great movies, but terrible <laughs> exactly. case studies. Yeah, exactly. And um, then it just kind of comes down to the last thing, which is with men. And I had 30 different behaviors included in this survey. And remember, some of these behaviors, like what the woman said, was basically if he doesn't call you and when you call him, he never responds. This signals he doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had that on there. And for men, when it came down to it, which behavior signaled to them that the women weren't interested in them? And surprisingly, the answer was nothing. What? Nothing. Nothing signaled to the men that the women weren't interested in them. <laughs> Aisha is just laughing and shaking her head because this and, just and showed then, that just proves basically <laughs> that men and, are not with it. Like it so completely no, like, validates remember, why every remember, girl is like. She never calls you again when you call oh her. God. She doesn't reply, <laughs> but this is not signaling Mason, it's just what? That does not apply to me. That's just crazy, though. It's so crazy that, like... If they they stop talking to you, I'm like, you're not interested. That's Oh, man, I'm glad that you have, like, some common sense, but Jesus. According to this... Yeah. (laughs) According to this, the men will always think that you like them. I was just about to say, like, men are so, like, self-absorbed. I love, I mean, look, guys, I love dick and I love men. But, geez, you guys are so fucking self-absorbed. It's, it's, I know, I know, Macy, not all of you, but a really good percentage. This was one particular study, so I'm not lumping everyone into totally, this category. Totally, of course. But, but can I just give you the other interpretation? Yeah, my, my first interpretation <laughs> when, I, when I saw this was like, oh my gosh, they're clueless. They have no idea. Yeah. But here's the healthier interpretation. Okay. And here's where we're going to say that other guys fall into. Mm. Is that, again, I'm going to go back to online dating because I feel like that really is changing the game. Mm. Is that maybe they're just taking the healthier approach and we realize, and I'm a big proponent of, you don't have to be dating one person until you define the relationship. So especially when you are dating multiple people at any given time, online dating site, maybe they have just realized that the girl is not calling them back because maybe one of the other guys that she's seeing, they've defined that relationship. Mm. So it has nothing to do with him. It's not signaling that she doesn't like him but it's just you like someone else more. Yeah. So they aren't using it as an interpretation of she doesn't like me. It's just the relationship didn't work. So I'm not going to make it about me, which is if you think about it, a really, really healthy way to deal with dating, initial dating. I agree with that. What may... just, That's borderline delusional. You think that's borderline delusional? <laughs> How so? Why? How so? Because you're you're taking a, a fact that she's not 
returning your call or expressing interest <laughs> and spinning a fantasy about what the reason behind it is. Well, I, I, I agree. I, I get what you're saying, but I do think that men and I, I would say it, my uh, experience with dudes has been like a, a lot less emotional. So they tend to not uh, internalize something like, you know, women tend to be like, I'm the prime. It's me. Like it's all because we're more emotional. Right. Whereas men tend to just be like, no, there's got to be another logical reason that uh, this, uh, <laughs> I, I can't be the logical reason. But isn't that the point that you keep pointing out that yeah. men don't understand? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is, is the, it's them. sort of the delusion. Yes, so, I get it. Okay. It's, I get what you're saying. It is sort of the delusion. It's like, it's that they, you know, don't internalize and have made themselves believe, which is healthier Okay, Yet, is the delusion me, healthier? <laughs> let me give you a quick little anecdote. And yeah. this is just to like say that we're not saying, I mean, look, one interpretation can be men are delusional. Yeah. The other interpretation could be, no, in fact, it's just like a protective and yeah. completely logical approach. And um, I was online dating uh, years ago. And there was someone that I was, you know, speaking with back and forth. And at the time I was, going upstate for a couple of weeks. So it just so happened like we would not be able to see each other. You know, we were exchanging emails, but I was not going to be able to see him for a while. So it kind of like, you know, put a hold on actually meeting up. And um, we were, we had set a tentative date for like, you know, three weeks later. And then probably like a week into this, he wound up calling me and basically saying like, you know, Marissa, I think you're great. Um, I think we would have hit it off. I just wanted to let you know. I don't think it'd be fair if I just like canceled the date and didn't tell you why. Um, I am, you know, have been seeing other girls as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just went out with another girl last night and I've been on like four dates with her and she just asked if we can be, you know, committed to one another and not the other people. So I'm going to kind of like play this out and see where this goes. Yeah. And I mean, look, totally could have been like, you, I don't want to meet you. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I was like, this was like the most mature thing. I really love the fact that he did that. And it kind of made me like him even more. But I was like, wow, this is great that he actually handles it that way. Yeah. But how many people would do that? How I, many people I, would, like, I do it, that. It's, yeah, like, and I, that's a mature way to handle yeah. it. But a lot of people don't do that. Where they just kind of like, they, they just like kind of ghost or yeah. they just kind of pull away because it's an uncomfortable conversation maybe to potentially have. Yeah. So you don't know if people are dating multiple others it might not actually be about you. Like you might not be able yeah. to like interpret things, you know, this is working because of me or it's not working because of me. Yeah. It completely might just be circumstance. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I try to take the more logical approach as I, again, as I've grown older, which has been like, when I date people, I assume that they're dating other people. So I don't, you know, I'm like, oh, well maybe the person isn't texting tonight because really like they might be out on another date and like, you can't get upset about it because it hasn't been defined or anything yet. So I'm very like, okay, cool. As long as a person's like respectful when we're together or whatever. And like, conversely, I've done the same thing. Like I've dated multiple people and I know I, I told somebody um, that I was like, I'm seeing somebody else and I think I'm going to give this one a shot. Um, but you know, you've been awesome. I just, that's it. Like, I've just kind of been like, I'm going to give this one a shot. And they've always just been like, Oh, I thank you for letting me know. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going to be a dick about it. Um, right. Right. But yeah, I, I could, yeah, that's interesting though, that guys are, 
I think women, because we tend to also like be a little bit more like monogamous, I think it would bother us more to to think that there's somebody else. At the end of the day, with the research, you know, with this particular study, we don't know why those behaviors aren't signaling yeah. anything to men. Yeah. Um, there's like a variety of different possible reasons. Um, I want to, because that's the one that usually gets <laughs> people the most. And they're like, wait, seriously? You never called so you again? What's funny. going on? So like, that's where I want to go with the research next to kind of unpack yeah. that and see, like, and see what is the actual reasoning behind it. Is it just like self-preservation? Is it delusion? Is it like yeah. that, you know, we just don't, they don't take as much stock in early dating as maybe later in relationships. Yeah. So I don't have the answer. Those are just like a couple of theories that I have. Totally. But yeah. I'm, I'm totally interested. I want to know why. Well, but it is so fascinating. I mean, I think it made Aisha and I laugh so much because I think like every girl has had the situation where like she, you know, you've had a guy friend like you and you've been like, I didn't give no, you any like, signal no. that <laughs> yeah. I liked you and they don't. And uh, and they don't see that at all. Like right, they're right. just like completely like I I had a friend of mine tell me. And, and again, it just it always baffles my mind. Like when a guy just like can't read signals. Um, and a, uh, one of my guy friends was like, I really like you. You've always known that. I'm like, one, I didn't know that. You never fucking said anything to me Two, <laughs> Did it ever touch you, compliment you, um, flirt with you, even say that you look good today? Because I knew that like I know dudes and like you make one compliment and to them it's like she's in love with me. Um, <laughs> and it, it was funny because I was just watching Freaks and Geeks yesterday and uh, it reminded me of that where in, in the first episode, one of the like one of the cheerleaders gives kind of one of the geeks um, his jacket. He like dropped it and his boy turns to him and was like, she's in love with you because the fact that she picked up the jacket, knew it was yours, walked over to you all the way through the hallway with that jacket to give it to you means she's in love with you. Right. And it's like, that's just how they feel. They're like, well, you talk to me, right? So it means you're in love with me. You smiled at me. You glanced over at me. Aren't we getting married? Both women and men are going to do this if we really feel strongly about another person. We are going to latch on (laughs) to to any single thing that we can find. Like, oh, he's wearing that color shirt that's making the color he must know like, <laughs> like, you know like who knows what it yeah. is but you know it's again like i was obsessed with the boy Brian. like that in high school i thought that i was i mean i didn't think that he liked me but i but i was like obsessed with him i was like oh my god he looked at me can i tell you something is that they've shown that when you're infatuated with a person um in relationship science you don't like to call it infatuation yeah. you actually call it limerence ah. but when you are experiencing that kind of total absorption in another person they have actually measured individuals' brainwaves and it's similar brainwaves when you're in that state as a person who is diagnosed with OCD. Oh, wow. So when you actually think like you're constantly thinking about that person, <clears throat> when you're constantly, um, you know, just what is he doing? What is he wearing? What's going on? Your brain is actively acting that way. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I want to touch on one last thing, Marissa, before uh, we wrap, which is um, you had talked about playing hard to get mm-hmm. as a behavior that is not. No, not not people good, don't like guys don't like it. Playing hard to get is not not a good approach. Um, 
again, it goes back to like, what is the media feeding us? And like all of these, these movies where, you know, someone plays extremely hard to get. And at the end they have this like huge dance sequence and everyone's <laughs> happy. I'm like, it's, you know, we actually, um, people, the optimal strategy rather would be playing moderately hard to get mm. and moderately hard to get basically that you are seen as hard for everyone else to get as a woman. So you're not just accepting dates and going out with everyone and showing affection to everyone else because that will be a turnoff. Mm. And then it almost seems like, well, then I'm not, the guy would think, well, then I'm not that special if she's just willing to go out with anyone on a date. So you're hard for everyone else to get, but you're easier for that guy to get. Mm. So he also doesn't want to have that fear of, if he asks you out, are you just going to shoot him down? Right. So he kind of wants that, like, you are interested in him. Should he ask you out, you're going to be receptive, but you're discerning. Yeah. So you're not just going to be receptive to anybody who asks you. Totally. And uh, the last one, mm-hmm. women in intelligence, mm-hmm. boss babes. Yeah. Do you guys like boss babes or do we, do they not like boss babes? I said we oh, as if man. I'm a dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish I had better news here. Um, but like, you know, what I said before in, you know, the last episode is that we have this whole idea of like the likes attack hypothesis. And if you're someone who is driven and you know very focused you also want to find someone who's driven and focused because this happens this comes back to the way you view the world and the way you carry yourself but um research has basically shown that when rating hypothetical people so just like you know if you were to go on a date with such and such person men will actually pick like intelligence and drive as things that they're looking for. But then when they actually have to make like a decision of a person that they will go out with, they are less likely to pick those kind of features. Mm. And research has basically shown that males will report lower self-esteem when their girlfriends score high on tests. And it kind of, it's an effect that they're not necessarily even conscious of. Women don't seem to be affected that way. Uh, women are, are experience something that's actually known as reflective, reflective glory, which is basically that they share in the success of others. So your boyfriend gets a promotion. It's almost as if you got that promotion. Mm-hmm. So essentially, women get a boost in self-esteem when their partners also get a boost in their self-esteem. But men, on the other hand, they're much more likely to see this as as competition between the two of them. Interesting. Mason is shaking his head. Mason is like, (laughs) no, he is not that. I I am dating a scientist, and I think it's hot. I think it's the best ever. Oh, rock on. That's awesome. (laughs) I her new career and, like, all this stuff. It's great. That's awesome. I have yeah, personally totally awesome. only met guys who've become insecure and do not want somebody like me. I used to be <laughs> like that when I was yeah. in college. Right. Now, yeah, I've I'm, dated grown ass men yeah. who are like, I, I like literally every, almost every boyfriend I've had chased the shit out of me because they thought that like, you know, I'm maybe, you know, the type of person that they want to be with. And I am very like 
very driven. I think anybody would know that about me. And and super alpha. And I think they love the idea of that until you From like afar, yes, yeah. until you're with that person and my the my ex who I was living with is a classic example of that. But I've had multiple ones in the past who literally told me things that I was too ambitious, that like became jealous and controlling because they saw me successful in my career and they were successful in theirs still, but but seeing me potentially be successful, like, freaked them out. Um, and the one that I was living with, yeah, he was a hardcore prime example of um, I had. And I think, fi- like, finances also make, like, a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. As I've started realizing as I've also, like, a, again, getting older has been that. You know, I was in a place where I wanted to buy a home and I was like, cool, like and I told him, I said, I want to buy a home. We're not going to buy it together because we are not married and that's stupid. But um, I was like, but I'm going to buy a home and, you know, I'd I'd want to look for one with you so that when, you know, when we move into a next place, it's somewhere you also feel comfortable and you could just like be paying like rent, like that kind of thing. And mm. he was making more money than me, but he never saved his money. And he told me when we broke up that um, one of the things that made him very insecure was that I was in a position to be able to do that. And he wasn't. And right. I was we like, basically what? had everything together. Yes. Where I was just like, what the fuck? Like, wouldn't my wouldn't wouldn't my success be your success? Like if I were dating somebody and he got a home, I'd be like, that's fucking awesome. Like, congrats. Like how hard, you know? And the fact that somebody like wasn't, and it made him feel so insecure that, you know, um, and, and I feel like, you went, like the extra mile kind of, you know, saying, I want you to look at this too, to see, is this a place that you would want to live as well? I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. But you know, I've started, I started realizing like, wow, like, People get very insecure with girls who are uh, potentially, you know, their equals. Um, and just something that I want to like quickly say, um, like to Mason's point. First off, the fact that you're dating a scientist, awesome. That's amazing. Um, these, like, a lot of the studies that are done, they're correlation, which is not causation. So yeah. it doesn't, and it also there are outliers to any particular study, totally. and that's like when I was Mace, talking you're about, an outlier. That's why you work <laughs> on the show with us. Like we, you would never like, be here if you were a dick. Not a throwing like, you out. You know, like when I was talking, <laughs> when I was talking about like the red effect, um, you know, for, there are a bunch of studies that show a red effect exists. Then another team of researchers comes out and says the red effect does not Doesn't, exist yeah. in their particular sample of their study. Of course. So you kind of have to be like a discerning consumer of the research. And yeah. you can't, you know, to my point that I made on a previous episode, you can't stand on a shaky bridge in a red dress while <laughs> reciting the 36 questions and say like, all right, we're going to fall in love. But you know, there is information that yeah. you can pull out of this that can help you like understand what's going on and it doesn't mean so you know back to the point about men and intelligence is every single man going to feel threatened by a woman's intelligence absolutely not and in fact like i would never like i'm an extremely driven person i was would never be with my husband if i thought that that like even came into play on any level Mm -hmm. But it's just that is something that does exist out there, which is good to know 
so you can steer away from it if it's something that you want to avoid. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, like my uh, ex after the guy I was living with was somebody that was very established in his career and whatever and like never felt insecure uh, and like was always like excited for my successes because he felt secure in who he was you know so maybe it like just tends to come down to that but um right there's like a there's a bunch of individual differences and yeah like you say you know a person's self-esteem um their security uh things like maybe their attachment style how they were raised there's there's a lot of things that can account for individual differences but on the whole there is like a very different way that men and women are kind of focusing on the success of others yeah um, this has all been so fascinating. Uh, and I think they're, they're really, it's, it's so much good knowledge for people to apply to their dating lives and especially their first dating life, their, their first date dating lives, um, so that they can, you know, uh, think about the kinds of behaviors that other people are perceiving and, and maybe, you know, find a pivot and, or, um, a switch or just find things for them to be aware of about the other person that they didn't think of before. So thank you so much, Marissa, for all of that. That was really, really awesome. Thank you for having me. We did your six questions. So guys, if you want to hear Marissa's six questions, they are on uh, the prior episode, which is uh, the science of relationships. So definitely check that out. She dropped some really cool um, information about herself. Uh, So Marissa, thank you so much again for being on the show. Can you tell everybody once again where they can find you on social media? Sure. Um, I am on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. But the best way where all my accounts are kind of linked, check out my website, www.marissatcohen.com. And that's Marissa with one S. And you can check out your book. Uh, your book information is on there. You have two, right? Uh, I have one book. Okay. Um, it's from First Kiss to Forever, A Scientific Approach to Love. It's really all you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's got a lot. So yeah. it pretty much just goes through all the important studies, but it, uh, it helps to relate them to your everyday life. And I have a lot of pop culture references in there. So we kind of discuss like how relationships don't only relate to you, but to different aspects of society. That's cool. Um, All of this has been fascinating. So once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Guys, you can follow us at Kinda Dating on socials. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Kinda Dating. And Kinda Dating is presented by Meltdown Comics. Come visit us, 7522 Sunset Boulevard here in L.A. Thank you for downloading this episode. If you can, take a few seconds and review us on iTunes. We would really appreciate it. Um, Also, send in your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally. I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. The show is produced by myself and Mason Booker, who's also the audio engineer. Our associate producer is Aisha Holden. Opening music composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis. We only have 30 seconds to describe the newest specialty flavor in the signature crafted recipes collection by McDonald's, garlic white cheddar. It starts with crispy, juicy, and delicious buttermilk chicken, layered with a dramatic drizzle of delicious, delectably creamy garlic aioli, a crunchy medley of crispy garlic chips, topped with a slice of melty white cheddar cheese, finished with iceberg lettuce and a juicy tomato slice all between a soft warm artisan roll. <sighs> Luckily, you can take all the time you need to savor it. And don't forget to make time to savor our other signature crafted recipes, pico guacamole and sweet barbecue bacon. 
At participating McDonald's for a limited time. We only have 30 seconds to describe the newest specialty flavor in the signature crafted recipes collection by McDonald's, garlic white cheddar. It starts with crispy, juicy, and delicious buttermilk chicken, layered with a dramatic drizzle of delicious, delectably creamy garlic aioli, a crunchy medley of crispy garlic chips, topped with a slice of melty white cheddar cheese, finished with iceberg lettuce and a juicy tomato slice all between a soft warm artisan roll. <sighs> Luckily, you can take all the time you need to savor it. And don't forget to make time to savor our other signature crafted recipes, pico guacamole and sweet barbecue bacon. At participating McDonald's for a limited time.